I don't want a man. I want a woman. She heard Mr. Weston's words as clearly today as that fateful day five years ago. A man will protect us within the bounds of his job and a sense of duty. A woman, a woman like you, who feels love for my family and feels my family's love in return, will fight for them like a badger backed into a corner. I want you because you'll give your own life to protect us. Am I wrong? No, he hadn't been wrong. Hannah didn't fully understand it then and there, but over the years she'd come to realize how right he was. Most of her family's closest relatives still lived in Africa. The Westons were her family, as much as her parents and brothers were. Perhaps more, considering she lived with the Westons. They were her life. She ate with them, went with them to school, recitals, and sports games, even helped with homework and shopping trips. And now, all that was at risk. Hannah sat in front of the wagon, an honest-to-goodness stagecoach-style wagon with a team of four horses. The driver was frantic to get away, but two men armed with guns and a very large dog stood in the road ahead of them. Another wagon was on fire, the men and women either dead or dying. The remaining coach had fallen behind, its rear wheel shattered. A vacation to dark earth, the latest rage for the wealthy and influential. The family had jumped at the idea when Thomas Weston, the CEO for New Gene, had suggested it. Why not see the earth as it had been hundreds of years ago, before man had cluttered it with industrialization, pollution, and overpopulation? The dark earthlings had learned from Hannah's world. The former FBI agent's preemptive research had shown this was a possibility. But even now she was surprised at how well kidnapping for ransom was being executed. These particular crimes, once reserved for Mexico and other third-world countries, was still very real and very dangerous. Behind them, others approached on foot, preventing escape. Hannah was sure there were more in the rocks that surrounded them as well. Run them down, she said calmly to the driver. The driver nodded and snapped the reins. Shots rang out from the poorly maintained rifles the men had. Both missed, but one bullet struck against the wooden railing beside the driver. He jumped, jerking the reins enough to pull the horses to the left. Hannah and the Westons, judging from the cries of alarm behind her, were all thrown off balance. She pulled herself back from the edge, having nearly fallen out of the barely padded front seat, then found herself staring into eyes straight out of a nightmare. It lunged at her, a pony-sized dog with eyes that were narrowed with malice. She pulled back, but not in time to stop the fanged maw from grabbing her forearm and pulling. She slipped, off balance already, and tumbled out. She hit the ground before her training could kick in, smashing into her cheek and chin and driving her head back. The air burst out of her lungs even as she tasted a mixture of blood and dirt. The massive creature had let her go. Even the vision of the twin gateways to the abyss that had called eyes had fled from her rattled brain. Hannah rolled, a victim of momentum more than self-preservation. She managed to come up on her knees, dimly aware of a great many scrapes and bruises. Behind her, she could hear people calling out her name. A girl, more of a young woman, screamed for her and yelled for the coach to go back.
Another, a boy whose voice had just mastered the changes of adolescence, screamed at the attackers to leave her alone. Hannah climbed to one knee and looked back at them. She felt wetness on the side of her head, running from a line of fire in her scalp. Her bleached white crew cut would serve as quite the contrast to the head wound, she was sure. Go! I'll catch up! She called to them. A sixth sense warned her just in time to turn, but not in time to block the kick that caught her across the stomach and chest. Her attacker's foot connected, but her arms wrapped around his boot, and she pulled him with her as she fell back. He grunted and collapsed on top of the tall woman. Then his leer changed to one of open-eyed surprise when she was suddenly above him. Her elbow smashed into his chin, stunning him. She flipped herself off of him, overcompensating for her own dizziness and sliding across the ground.